This is Brain Fuzz, the art, music, and culture podcast with Joe Camusa and Matthew White. In episode 6, Seagull Curation meets Seagull Review and Regional Differences. Matthew makes his vinyl collection great again. Joe explains why you should consider pouring wood glue on your records. The Crosby, Nash, and Young feud is unpacked. Now, here are Joe Camusa and Matthew White. It's tough. You can't fly into a city. 24 hours, write a review, trash the locals fly out. I don't think you can even live in the city and, quote, just trash the locals. I mean, unless it's something really, like, what's the point of doing that? I'm not saying it all should be, because back to that lack of criticism, a lot of reviews are always have butt in them, you know, like, it was a really great show, but... Oh, it's a way of hedging. I think it's not doing your homework. I think it's, um... an intellectual laziness or lack of curiosity combined with a prejudice you come into the situation you're going to see it a certain way you're going to see what you want to see do you think though that that's also to get points eyeballs yeah is it like let me try to be somewhat controversial or let me try to piss some people also get a dialogue going like is that <laughs> I'm, I'm you know if that's the to, case there's a better way to do it I if that's the case there's a better way to do it but that to me is a is a cheap shot that's not really yeah, I mean, you know, again, I think if, you're, if your vision of, of the South is like this weird story, you know, gone with the wind meets... I, I think that's the easy go-to. I think that's the easy go-to for so many writers. It's just, yeah. I mean, have you been to the city and, uh, you know, and that's, you know, this let's is, face it, 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 the luxury of being able to travel and see other cities and you can compare... Um, Atlanta's a weird city anyway with regard to how spread out the city. I mean, these different neighborhoods have their own. You see this. But every place, I mean, I'm trying to see, you know, step back. Like Houston, very spread out. Same type things. Great art institutions. Um, You know, like Kansas City. Remember that trip? I mean, there's so many. Think of some of the places we visited and you teleport in. Um, don't you think the subtext with Houston, though, is, oh, this is oil money. I don't think they really know what they're doing, but whatever. Do you ever? I think people are dismissive of it, and it's possibly because of the weather, or even some friends that live there, it seemed to be. Yet, you know, I don't know. I haven't spent enough time there. Yeah. Or it's Texas. You know, Austin's okay. But yeah, Dallas, yeah, yeah. Houston, that's, uh, to me, that's always the subtext but, with those cities. But, you know, and Atlanta, every city seems to have that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's funny the ones that get the pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. There's only a few. Only a few. Um, only a few. Which, you know, again, makes me really think about how hard it is to write, like, say, to write a review. Um, or just open your mouth these days. You know, I'm like overwhelmed at just like the responsibility. Like, wow, what am I saying? Should I even be saying this? Am I saying anything? Versus just, you know, reacting off the, you know, fly off the handle with something or saying something incendiary, uh, which I don't do. Thank, you know, like I said, thank God Facebook wasn't around when I was in high school and that would have been horrible. And it all comes back. 
to haunt you. I wonder though, you know, is it, I bet you in like another five or 10 years, it's, it's, it's probably they're like, oh yeah, that was Facebook. To us, it's this thing. But I wonder what the tale will be when, you know, those generations are in, in higher places of power. I'm understanding that uh, the, let's see, the kids in, let's say middle school right now, something I read recently, they're not interested in social at all. What are they doing? Writing letters. No way. No, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But they're not interested in, they're not interested in the likes. They're not interested in the... Wow. Which how, is... How that happened? That's... Like, I don't... I don't know if I believe this. I, hey. I, I want to Fact, source. anything I say, fact check it. Always fact check it. You've run into that. You've run into that. I fact check myself sometimes. <laughs> because I just know... And I'm I like, was All right. wrong. <laughs> uh, All right. What else you got? Hey. I am making my vinyl collection great again. No, you're making me pay more for records. You well, the rest of the world. Sorry. No, I'm glad to hear that. That's no, no, no. I'm not just buying new vinyl. I am going through and I am rebooting what is in the collection. I'm throwing records out that are throwing beyond them throwing them out. I'm not donating them so somebody can make a purse out of it or that somebody can make a uh, <laughs> clutch or whatever That's it is they so do. That's so American. Huh? That's so American. Just throw it away. You're throwing away albums. I, if, if, I talked with someone at uh, a local record shop, and I said, when the records come back in, what do you do with them? And he said, they either go in the dollar bin or they go in the garbage. The whole thing. Oh yeah, I mean, all right. So you're talking. About I'm just, at the. I'm not throwing out hundreds of records, but I'm 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 parting. Like that Millie Vanilli record you had. That right. That scratch. That one and the Elder Barge. Oh wow. Those those records are. If if it's beyond hope, it goes out. Whereas in the past. So anyway, in going through, and this is going to be an ongoing discussion because there are a lot of points you and I have discussed off line, off the record. Off recording? Off the mic? Off mic. We've had some off mic discussions. You're getting ready to say something about the boom, aren't you? The, the boom stand in here is truly impressive, and we're going to have to get a picture of this because it looks like it's very military. It, it looks like a weapon. I, uh, I need a $4 adapter, and I mean, this is impressive. All I need it's is a solid engineering, though, but I mean, just, I'd actually like one that looks like this. I think you could probably market this. It's overkill, but I don't know what the telescoping legs would get you. <laughs> you could put more mics on, the, on those, extend those, and... Wow. Yeah. You could do a sound piece. All right. Um, so vinyl, that's good, because I, um, I actually have a list, and I may, uh, I may actually sneak out a little early later today and um, head to one of my local... Shops. One of the finds recently that I wanted to bring up, and this is what's great about this whole process, is you rediscover and discover some things that escaped you. On a specific record, you mean? No, this first solo oh. record by Graham Nash and David. I'm not so. Oh, record. wow. This first record collaboration between Graham Nash and David Crosby. Have you listened to this? I haven't. I've seen it, though. And it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's a lot, yeah, like a lot of dollar, two dollar bins. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's everywhere. It, like you, I disregarded it. I thought, who wants, I don't, you know. 
This record, I put it on and I was impressed. I enjoyed that. So much so that I have a, I'm gonna do a replacement copy on a copy I discovered in the archive. Never even listened to it. Was sitting in there. You already had the record? I had the record. So I inherited a collection I got during you. a merging of collections. Mm-hmm. Two copies in there, neither really listenable. Oh, yeah. Tried anyway, and it was fantastic. But you, but I didn't realize that they had, they, I don't know how many they did in their collaboration. I don't know. They had so much success with the first uh, CSN, um, Deja Vu, Four-Way Street. From what I was reading, they were given, the article specifically said, carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to collaboration-wise. So Graham Nash and David Crosby break off, do this. That first record is great. It's fantastic. Well, Graham, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I don't know. It, it's funny when you talk about some of the albums that get away or like whatever, again, you use the word prejudice or it's maybe a strong word, but like what are the things, like I'm listening to some things these days that either I just wasn't ready for. Yeah. You know, and I do believe that. I mean, things, books. I think so. And art, it, sometimes you just, you know, you need something to get you to that point. Or obviously your tastes change, evolve. Um, but I play a game sometimes with, like, most of my record collection now, like, um, has also been weeded out. And also due to theft, um, yeah. I lost quite a bit. But there, there were... There used to be an entire shelf of just, like, I had no idea. Again, inherited a lot of, like, jazz and big band and swing. Like, that stuff's not really my cup of tea. Jazz is. But uh, but I could play that game of, like, what's this? And pull a record out and put it on. Yeah. And just sometimes you just would strike gold. And sometimes you're like, this thing's just killing my stylus. Um, See, I think, I think that part of it is the fact that you have to put it on there and you're committed exactly the physical act of putting it on and you're committed i'm totally with you i think that that's part of it and that's what i like now having said that this whole vinyl movement right now i am not it's annoying it's annoying as hell and and i do not want to be a part of that so i'm going to point out some things in the future that have really for example, I have a spin clean on the way today. Do you, you have one of those? I want one. I want okay. th- This is the one that just, it's vertical? Yeah. I don't know how well those work. I'm well, we're going to find out. Because I almost a couple years ago really yeah, bought one of those nitty gritty, like the machines. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Because I just was getting, I mean, eventually it's going to have to happen, but I, um, I got a new stylus recently. I'm very, I don't, I don't, not buying the used, I'm very careful about what I'm buying used. I'm almost looking at records like they have SPs these days. I'm like, I'm not playing that one on my turntable. Back in the day, I would stick my stylus in anything. Exactly. And, I uh, would pick them up at garage sales, stick that stylus in I'm there. I'm like, you know, there's mold, there's God. Oh, I had no idea. A lot of dirt, yeah, so I don't want to get that crazy. I finally just, and this is where you really get retentive, I finally, every record finally has, has a plastic jacket, and I replaced the inner sleeves with the, um, 
Yeah. The ones for the no static. I it know. It does make a difference. It makes it. But getting rid of all these old, like, moldy, some of the old, like, Blue Note and Verve, like, some of the cool old jazz, like, I would leave the if the, heavy, the if original the, yeah. in there yeah. because they're so badass. But, um, you know, you just start thinking, like, you know, this degrading moldy paper. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I was reading about off-gassing, too. Yeah. Those paper. Oh, the off-gassing. Off-gassing will get you every time. I'm impressed with the uh, the record cleaning. And, you know, like, there used to be some shops where you could go in and pay them. Right. But then sometimes, like, you're leaving the records there. Like, that's kind of a... You got to trust that they're not... Like, if you bring anything, like, that's kind of rare. Like, you know, how do you... I don't know. But I thought about it. I should buy one and just, like, I'm going to get rich cleaning people's records. Oh, God. I'm kidding. You that's know how long that takes? I did try the... Uh, the um, Wood glue. Have you heard of this? Okay. This is a Matthew White. So I, yeah, I've, done some, the, some, I've done a little reading on the. I've a little reading on the wood watch glue. The YouTube, like, oh, some of the demonstrations of these guys. Some of them are like 14 minutes long. Like the guys that are like probably working insurance <sighs> or they're engineers. I'm like, so what we got here? Uh, I took a badly. Did uh, you apply the glue? Okay, first of all, let's go. For, not everybody's aware of this wood glue thing. Okay, so explain so, the wood glue thing. Apparently, there's a theory that you can clean your records by applying wood glue to the entire entire vinyl portion. Um, you know, obviously not the label. Um, let it dry, preferably overnight, and then uh, you peel it off the next day, and it literally pulls out everything out of the cracks it's, but it's not it can't fix you know and nor can a machine like if there's right. obviously there's scratches and that sort of thing like you're still screwed but uh okay. but so i'm going to use this on some of the records that are going on, out yeah you try know? it on like some of the cheaper or something that's just badly it, it, i uh my thought though is it's very time consuming you need to do it on you need like a lazy susan like i would not do it on your turntable but obviously you know you need to spin the record while you're Applying the glue. See, some said don't spin while you're applying. Oh wow, I don't know how you, you do it. it. You just do it with your. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah I guess you could do that. Um, but it takes a long time, and then, um, I mean, you're buying like you got to buy like gallons of glue then. Yeah, see, it, just, it didn't seem worth it, and I was thinking like the way to go, I think, are some of these solutions, and um, you know, but static mat. No. No, see, I haven't. See, see this I have is one. I'll give it to you. It raised my turntable too high. Like, if I do that, I have to take the other, the, like, the whatever, that rubber mat out, yeah. and it screws up the height. So I just don't do it. But now what I do, like, if I do clean the record, uh-huh. I actually will lift the record off the spindle and discharge the static electricity, put it back down, move the needle, which I'm not touching anymore. I'm using, I'm sticking to my little, the, the lever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. Um, well, what's this? And that helps because otherwise, you know, you have all that static, and it's just those big pops and clicks and booms. One phrase that I came across that I didn't quite understand was a re- reference to closing plays. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Are those frowned upon by the? Uh, I don't know. I know what you're by the audiophile those, elite. I don't think those are around much anymore. But. I've got a close and play, a brand new one. Isn't that? Is, I'm assuming close and play means pull up, put it on, and close the. Plastic cover, right? That, no, I think it was um, almost like a those old. Uh, I might be wrong. I thought those were the ones. Like I remember Pioneer had the big them. consoles. No, they had. Um, they looked like a laser disc player almost. Like you put it in, and 
It just was more of a. Oh. I might be wrong. Okay. Uh, so, in researching this Graham Nash, David Crosby thing, have you heard, read? Have you heard about this feud? The feud that is right the, it, as of 2016. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You. It started with Neil Young and uh, David Crosby. Well, there, there's a feud there over David Crosby or uh, Neil Young leaving his wife and dating Daryl Hannah. So it was like, I'll never play with CSNY is done. And then something happened with Graham Nash and David Crosby and same thing. Yeah. Okay. So David Crosby's a, he's a mean, he's an evil human. See, you think the heart attacks and all the hippie stuff oh, would be enough. He's always to... been an asshole. He's an asshole to Gene Clark and the birds. I mean, was, and he admits it. He just was a horrible, manipulative human. And every impression I've ever had of Graham Nash is, is positive. Like he's always. Yeah. I mean, hell, he lived with Joni Mitchell. He's in the Hollies. I yeah. So I so this, this, so this is good. What you're saying, this makes this I, because I just jumped into the middle of this. I didn't have the background, and I'm reading this quote. It appears oh, in a Rolling Stone article, which I don't even. <laughs> but I couldn't help the search. It was in the search results. Might as well be reading Penthouse. So here's now <laughs> right. <laughs> So journalism. So Nash uh, Nash says this. I don't like David Crosby right now. He's been awful for me the last two years. Just effing awful. Nash said. I've been there and saved his effing a for forty five years, and he treated me like s. You can't do that to me. You can Did do you it. Did you say that? Or are you are you bleeping? I'm just using the. I'm just using the. Uh, I like to keep it clean. Oh really? Well. Did you? Did I curse him? Did you edit all my curse words in? No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Because I'm you, like, I can't hear Graham Nash saying effing. I know. That's what's weird to me. He actually said, accent, "Yeah." I want to hear him the full. You can do it for a day or so until I think you're going to come around. When it goes on longer, and I keep getting nasty emails from him, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'd love to see if David Crosby. F you, David has ripped the heart out of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Which just doesn't seem like Graham Nash, right? No. So then, which is, but, but, but Graham like, Nash getting an email from David Crosby, I'd like yeah, to see that, right? About. Sitting there checking his email. Then, as this, the article goes on, Crosby eventually apologized to Young for comments he made about the rocker and his girlfriend, Daryl Hannah. Here, and this is the part that I didn't understand. I just don't have the context. I was completely out of line, Crosby said. <laughs> I have screwed up massively. Daryl Hannah never wound up in a Texas prison. I'm screwed up way worse than that girl. Where do I get off criticizing her? She's making Neil happy. I love Neil, and I want him happy. Which all of this sounds, sounds like, like an accountant got involved. <laughs> I agree. Like, I want Crosby, Stills, and Nash to go on tour again because I want a new boat. That totally sounds yeah. like I need to keep the corporation. But D- Daryl Hannah in a Texas prison? What was yeah, that? I don't know. But he did they date or something? They must have. And then Jackson Brown didn't. So Jackson Brown and Daryl Hannah. Were, oh yeah, that was uh, not good. And then, uh, wow. Yeah, there's some baggage there. Texas wow. prison. But you know that also, I hate to say it, but like I don't really feel like I have no. I would never 
I'm not into the nostalgia thing. I'd rather go listen to the music. Like, why these people still need to tour and why people pay money? Like the Rolling Stones. Why the... No. Yeah. Absolutely. I, the yeah. Who. Uh-uh. You're not, you haven't been the Who since 1977. I did see the Quadrophenia thing... But that was when Ent Whistle was alive, and in my brain, I was able to justify. Yeah, I know. I mean, but sure. the, now, now that it's just Townsend and Daltrey, I, I, that. Yeah, but it's. I mean, that sounds ageist, but I'm sorry. There is there is an element of that. There's a lot of bands that you know I'll see sometimes. Some bands can pull it off, and then others like you know again I I was given tickets uh, by a good friend. It was a very nice gesture, but to see uh, the Pixies when they were doing like you know playing Doolittle all the way through and. And it was just like, why, you know, it's was it good? for the money. It was textbook good, but there was just, they were, you could tell, bored out of their minds and just doing it, you know. And that was 10 years ago, probably, even. But, like, some of these bands, like, I just, I don't want to see it. But Crosby, Stills, and Nash, I'm sorry, like, they cannot hit those notes anymore, you know. Like, why do you want to, it's, like, depressing for me to go see. David Crosby's been depressing to me for years, just there's a lot, of, and there's some bands that are still that are even younger that I'm also like. It's that over set. Like, man, how many records can you put out? Like, does that happen to you where you kind of just start to distance yourself? Absolutely. It's like you're too productive. You know, I, I agree. They should continue to explore, and but I mean, maybe you find some new fans and, and build a new audience. But like, I, I know, and they're not expecting that everyone's going to stay along for the ride. But I, do you find yourself just? I mean. Like Wilco is a classic example. Like I just you don't care anymore. I haven't cared in a long really? time, and it just feels like dad it. rock, you know. I'm like, yeah. wow, it's just how many records can you dad do? rock? It is kind of you know, it's like this safe kind of you know nerdy oh. kind of I don't know. And that, 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 that again, that that but it's amazing how much other shit comes into. Yeah, Dylan's still okay though. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, but I don't know. Well, we've talked about that before. But what do you always say? What is your line? Say it. This is yours. You own it. Go I ahead. I think we've done quite well. No. No. Um, uh, nostalgia isn't what it used to be. Boom. 